Okay. In the Megillah Nesser, you should know this, it's very well known. You have cheese. In Megillah Nesser, there were two key suki. Okay? One pasuk starts the problem, and the other pasuk is the beginning of the redemption of the problem. Where does the problem start? It doesn't start with Vashti. The story starts with Vashti. It starts with right? Hashem orchestrated. Beautiful. But at what point in the Megillah are we in trouble? The Suda. Suda. Oh, okay. Yeah, but how, when getting problematic. We did something wrong with the Suda. Well, by participating. I got that. But when did the problem? When Haman is speaking about Hashverot, right? So take a look. First one says, which means, I mean, you're right that, that we did something wrong, but nothing, we're not being. Well, we didn't actively. This is his first line to Ahasuerus. There is a certain people scattered and separate amongst the people. The rabbis in the Gemara say, what was the point of that? What's the difference? He wants to say something bad about the Jews. The next line is, they do their own thing. They eat their own food. right? They don't do what you do. Okay, I got it. But why say that they're obviously they're all local places, not in bar parts, right? What does it mean with Fozar Mufara? So the Gemara says, you want to look down, skip the next question for a second. When Haman said disperse, scattered, and separate, he did not mean only that the Jews lived in different places throughout the empire. He meant that they were separate from each other. Instead of caring for others and showing unity, each person concerned with his own affairs. Haman is the smart person. Any enemy of the Jewish people knows by now, or by him, that the moment we become divided, less unity, less unity we are vulnerable. And Haman is saying it in the Megillah. So, yes. But it says, Am Echad, even if we're Zara and Mufarat, it's Am Echad. That was his way of speaking to him. Yeah. He's saying, Yes, Am Echad is one, the entire nation here, right? Who is the Rosh Hashanah? Why is the Rosh Hashanah? Got it. Got it? Okay. So that's what the Gemara says. Very nice. When does the redemption start? When is the good news? I could. When is the help start? What's the first point of help? Who is the heroine? Esther said, no. She didn't oh, She didn't want to do it, right? Finally, she was convinced. First thing she said to Mordechai when she agreed. Right? Get them together. Because she understood that that was the issue that makes us vulnerable. So those two sukim ladies, it's amazing. Are the two bookends of the Megillah. Unity means strength. Yes, unity means strength. Absolutely. And therefore, Haman knew it that Esther was right. See the bottom? Right there. This is what Esther was thinking. That's better. Thank God. Became a white guy. Okay. <laughs> Esther was right. The Jews gathered in prayer. I'm oh, no, sorry. This is what Esther was thinking. She knew it was necessary to bring the Jews together. Okay. So basically, what we have here. Is that the crux of the of the threat was because of lack of unity? Fair. I found something brand new. Now I want to tell you something. I, I I'm going to teach it to you. Do I understand it fully? No. But listen carefully. 
In Shemot, Parshat Yitro is Matan Torah. Everybody knows what that is, right? First time, Becky, you okay there? That Hashem gave the Torah. Right. Yes. It starts off, Perek Yutet Hasuk Al-Chodesh What month is that, guys? Sivan. Sivan. Let's say, B'nai Yisrael Meres Mitzrayim. Ayom Azeb Al-Gibasim. They came to Harsim. The next Pasuk, that's the first pasuk as an intro to Matan Torah. Says something that you all know. But the rabbis claim that it is a prerequisite for us getting the Torah. By Yisumir Fidim, by Yavon, by Barsinai, it's pasuk bet. You see that, right? By Yichan Yisrael. Everybody knows this. By Yichan Sham Yisrael. Yisrael, the Jewish nation. Is it one or is it Rabin? It's Rabbi, but it says Vayichan, right? Vayichan is singular. Says Rashi, the famous thing. Ke'ishechad belevechad. All right, almost a theme for a Shabbaton. Ke'ishechad belevechad. Everybody was unified as one. The rabbis claim that this is a prerequisite to getting the Torah. Hashem doesn't give us the Torah, Unless Ben Adam is solid. Again, we see this concept that when we don't act unified, right, we're not going to succeed as a spirit. Agreed? I don't want to show you this Gemara. It's a crazy Gemara. Here we go. I'm going to actually start. It's Shabbat 88.8. If uh, you bring this home and somebody at home thinks about making this up. Okay? It's going in now. Here we go. You guys know the famous Medrash. You guys know we always talk about Medrashim. We take it literally. You guys, we always have that conversation. Do you know we're one of those Medrashim that people who don't want to take Medrash have a problem with it? You know what's the famous? What's the most famous one? We're going to look at the most famous one. There you go. There you go. Excellent. Excellent. Yes. The Jewish nation was under the mountain of Sinai. This teaches us shekafa from the word kipa. What's kipa? Hashem ripped out the mountain and put it on them like like a like a soup bowl. Okay, and he said, "If you take the Torah, muta good." Be in love, and if you don't, sham tehei kibur. Sham, you have to teach me. Sham, God's going to get arrested for abuse. Here you go. Sham tehei kibur. What's going to be? What's going to be? You're dead and buried, bro. I'm going to drop the mountain. That's what it says. I didn't make this up. Okay, good. All right. So right now, this is according to what happened. Let me just address the Midrash thing, I already told you my take on this. I don't care if it's literal or not. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. Conceptually, it makes sense. She's basically, Hashem is saying, I'm forcing you to accept the Torah. Now, it might bother you. What does that mean Hashem is forcing? So a lot of rabbis feel it's like, did you ever take your child for the first time swimming in a pool? He's afraid? No, you never had that? Did you ever push your kid into the pool? (laughs) Please tell me because I have uh, police right outside. <laughs> you never did that? 
Yeah, I did. Okay. Like, you know he wants to go swimming. You know he wants it, right? But he's a little nervous. So you push him, right? You make him do it. That's the way the rabbis learn. Just one second. So fine. So whether he actually held the mountain on their heads or not, I don't know. But bottom line is, it was a forced concept to a degree. Fair? Okay, again, I didn't make this up. Watch carefully. English. Yeah. From here is a substantial caveat to the obligation to fulfill the Torah. The Jewish people can claim that they were coerced into accepting the Torah. So does that mean that every Jew now can say, yo, yo, I forced me. I didn't agree for this. Right? I didn't sign up for this. Ready? That's the Gemara. Amar Rabbah. Afal Bikei. Hadur Kapluha. What's the next two words? Whoa! Bimei Achaj Meirosh. Amar Rabbah. Vixid. Kimu Vekiblu Ha'yehudim. Kimu Mashekiblu. English. Rabbah said, even so, they again accepted willingly in the time of Achaj Meirosh, as it is written, the Jews, it says it in the Gilah, Kimu Vikiblu. Kimu Vikiblu. Kimu it said Vikiblu. What does that mean? Uh, upon the seat, they're going to join it in. The Jews ordained what they had already taken upon themselves. So the Gemara says that's a counteract, a possible thought of coercion, right? You guys ever heard this part, right? Possible thought of coercion by God after what happened in Purim, right? They happily accepted and wanted to be God's people. Now, again, I didn't write this. It says so in the Gemara, and therefore, what does it do for Tzolim Besser? It says that Purim, right, the Purim story is the fulfillment of Matan Kabbalah Torah. So what I would like to offer is that's exactly what was necessary again, because what was missing then in the first Matan Torah, they weren't together. When they got together, God said, now I'll give it to you. Now that they fixed the unity issue, this became the confirmation of the original And therefore, this concept of, of unity is the key to the success of Purim. You guys with me? And I will prove. There are two things that happen on Purim that don't happen on any other holiday. One mitzvah that never happens. You got it? You got it? And one mitzvah that happens but doesn't happen that way. So you know already, all you have to do is turn the page. <laughs> got it. See, that's the difference. When I'm on Zoom, you can't do that. There's no cheating. The page doesn't turn till I turn. Can somebody explain to me? Why? We're not sending to poor people. Actually, it breaks my heart when I pay 300 bucks to some guy who's got $50 million more than I do. You ever saw my notes up to like 500? Okay, it's crazy. You got it. Noon, why is there a mitzvah? And that's a mitzvah. Who has been up to this before? Ah, it's the, one of the four mitzvahs of. Yeah, Why? Brings people together. That's it. That's it! Because the key to Purim is increasing brotherly and sisterly love. That's what it's about. That's the key to Purim. 
And that's the antidote and why we were saved. So the rabbis introduced a mitzvah, do something nice for somebody else, and the nicest thing I guess you do, send them food, give them a hot dog, give them a pastrami sandwich, I guess so. You always say you want a pastrami sandwich. I always had that. I had a neighbor who only gave hot dog, pastrami on rye with a pickle and a vodka. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> There's no better dream than that to me. No, I mean, <laughs> fun, rabbis. <clears throat> yeah. So, okay, so I don't have to read. Yeah, that's the goal. Do you know the rule about matanot Rabbi that does not apply anywhere else? It's not considered master. Oh, nice. Okay, that was excellent. I did. Okay, yes, yes, excellent. Give me another one. Anybody who turns up there, there is no such halacha. In Staka. Everybody knows when it comes to Staka, it's my 10%, right? I have a right to choose whom I want to give it to, 100%. So for some reason, if this guy looks like a person, whatever, I have a right not to give, give it to somebody else. Not on Purim. Not on Purim. Because on Purim, you, you'll read it, whatever. You're not allowed to judge somebody else. Like him for who he is. Ugly. Why? Because that's the goal of words. The goal of words is in order for us to increase the love of each other. Because that was the issue. And therefore, that's my final pleasure. And that's, uh, I mean, that type of up and so on. We're good? And therefore, I'd like to offer the first answer to our original question. Mishinichnas Adar. Marbi Bisimcha. Make others happy. I don't know about you. Marbibisimcha doesn't mean you be happy. You're right. It's hard for me to be happy. Do acts that increase happiness in the world. And now I know why. Got it? You don't like that one? I know. Oh, good. I don't like doing things for others. Makes you happy. Okay, so stop because that's the next one. You want the lesser's classes. Uh, why am I causing pain? Yeah. You want me to sit down? Yeah. I'll sit down. For, what? What? Yeah. All the girls I dated said that. <laughs> How's that? How's that? Sure. I wanted you to imagine this is half the pillows. I walk around with seven pillows. Okay. I just want you to know for those of you who've ever been to seminar, this is how I sat in the middle of the circle. <laughs> And then every time I had to leave a song, I stood up. And then every time somebody sat down, I sat down. I walked around with several Okay, here we go. Ready? Yes, but, but Laura, I don't want you to miss the first answer because the first answer is key. So it, now it's simple what I have to do. I have to do acts that make others happy. And therefore, that's much of, of course you could do that. And that starts from tonight. Okay, tonight. Right? Okay, so what Lori said was very, very good, and that's the next step, and that is, yes, and I'm going to use an example from seminar again. I'm really sorry, I'm seminar out because that's what I'm doing for the last two weeks. So the seniors are advisors on these seminars, right? Like Joseph Mitchell, right? advisors on these seminars. Oh, <laughs> we have a lot of mothers with seniors here. All right, so they told me, when I, when I told them what to do, they said, oh, we're very excited to come on Saturday. So I go, okay. I, I, so I, I say, here's the key. Since they didn't have a seminar yet, the seniors, they're having a big role. So they're like excited to come to seminar, right? 
So Eli, hold on, somebody else here, right? Okay. So I said, here's the issue. This is going to be the key word. If I say nacho cheese, you're doing something wrong. What's nacho cheese? It's not your son. Nacho cheese, not your cheese. I said, you're going to have a son. Your job is to give to the kids. Told them that you'll see. Giving them a seminar experience is going to be even more exciting than getting a seminar experience. And almost to a person, that's what they thought. That they enjoyed being part of giving, of having a sophomore refreshment experiences for the first time through their help. And that's what we're selling right now. Yes. Giving is more enjoyable than taking. I know that's hard to think about, that's but it's like the, the truth. Oh, right. It's a right. Giving and taking it, right. But that's true cinema. So the classic I always use is nice, just so you should know. I mean, it's very famous. Um, it's something called Shana Rishona. You guys know what Shana Rishona is? Yeah. Shana Rishona, yeah. Shana Rishona means the first year of marriage who tried not to have husband and wife separated even for one day or one night. One day they go to work, but even for one, you know, one night they try. Uh, and then after that, they can't wait to be separated. <laughs> And that comes from a pasuk in the Torah. Oh, ki kach ish ishah hadasha lo yitzeh b'tzava. Right? He doesn't go to the army. Shana chad, a full year. By the way, for those who think Shana Rishon is just one of these things that the rabbis made up, so that's over, right? Right. Sorry. The boys that learn. They don't go to night. Sometimes the chavrusa comes to the house and serves, and then she has to cook for two people. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> They don't go to the night center, they don't, whatever. It's called Shana Rishon. But again, it's comes in song. Okay. The lawyer of our love pulled away on a key. Very nice. What should he do? What should he do? Yellow Ben Tosha. He home. Here we go. What should he do? The Simach et Ishta. Says Rashi. Since it says et, there are two ways to understand this. To the left in English, to the right in Hebrew. I'll do the English. The word et, right, it can mean with or her, you got that? Either make her happy, or make her happy, or be happy with her. Either way, she has to be happy. Yes. So, like so Rabbi Blumen who is a, was a very special man, learned shots. It's both, and that's the key. He says it's both because when you make the person you love the most happy, you then will be that. And therefore, the Torah wrote it in such a way, it's simach and lisameach and lismoach. But I got it? And that's the source that you do it that way. And everybody knows, if not Rabbi Dessler. Rabbi Dessler, Eliyahu Dessler. Amazing, he's not a lot. Uh, he, he wrote a lot of beautiful things, but one of them is called Strive for Truth. Anybody ever heard of that book? It's very famous, philosophy. And he has this entire section about love is about giving, and not about taking. It's a beautiful thing. And I always give the example. Actually, it's funny because I after just this morning spoke to a class about whatever. It was a girls' class about uh, you know boyfriends, how important that is when you're ten, you know. And it's very important. So I was explaining to them. I'll tell you. I'll tell you very openly. I told them that some. I'm not bashing high school relationships, but sometimes. High school relationships are really based on taking that giving. It is most high school relationships. Most high school relationships are most 
I look, I was just at seminar again. I'm sorry. And, and you see, you see, like this girl likes this guy and she's talking to him and she's looking at him like he's you know, Zeus or something, you know? And, and, and he is not even looking at her when he's talking. He's like, he's watching everybody else watch him talk to her. And, you know, you know, I don't know. It's like, you know, oh, shoot my car, shoot my jeep. You know, that's what it is. It is. So we were talking about this today. And I said, I said, let's think about a relationship that you have in your, oh, is that a hint? No, I thought you wanted to say, did you want to, did you want to volunteer your personal relationship to my school? Yeah, okay, but. I said to them, let's think about a relationship that you have in your life that's very intense and it's love. It's going to be like eight times. But they finally came up with the answer. Parents, right? I, I know why it didn't come up right away. You know, I was like, what are you talking about? You know, like, I said, look at your a parent. Let me be careful that not everybody has parents. A parent to a child. I said, basically, the love is based on giving. It's really based on giving. It's not based on, oh, you help me take the garbage out. That's ridiculous. And the more you give, the more you love the kid. Am I right? Sure. You guys hate your kids or what? No. <laughs> No, so, so that's what I was trying to explain. And that's Rabbi Dessler. Rabbi Dessler says that true happiness and love is, is the gift. All right. It is. It, it's the, I, I've said this a lot on the testament. It's like, you know, when you're away, or you get away, or your husband gets away, and, you know, and, and he, you know, he wants to buy you a present, and he's running around for eight hours trying to figure out what to get you, you know? But, but that's love. That's nice. That's, that's giving. I'm not, I'm not buying something for me. Right? I first get the swarm, and then I go to the place, you know? Okay. So that's this. Okay, so that's it. Give me take. All right, give me the love. Like you know, the famous thing with fish, but I don't know. We'll skip that part. Okay. And Rabbi Nasser says something that I say a lot, so look at it very quickly. When Hashem created Chaba, right? And he lived together with, uh, with Adam. He says, Therefore, a man should leave his father and mother, and he should cling or cleave to his wife. What does that mean? What does that mean? Says Rabbi Nasser. A child is in a take moment. In a relationship between parents and kids, the kids are takers. That's okay. That's okay. That's what it should be. The moment that boy or that girl, because now it's the boy, right, is going to get married to his wife, yo, change modes. Because then you will never cleave to you. Get out of that mode. Become a giver and not a taker. And therefore, you will be happy with your spouse. Everybody looks a little shocked, right? This is not a bad thing. What do I? Okay, what? Said sometimes I wish men were in your class. Your whole life has to be poets. They want it to be a two-way street. I, I I will say this to any man who wants to listen. I'm not afraid of it. <laughs> but I don't say I want to talk about my favorite subject. I can't do that. <laughs> No, but this is, uh, okay. first of all, it's not me, it's Rabbi Dessler. Second of all, otherwise somebody explain to me what this possible is. Really, it's not a midrash here. What else is the possible saying? Hashem is saying in order to get married, you're not going to live at home? Which most kids go back to the home and move into the basement anyway? No, no but see, otherwise, how would you understand this possible? Why would God say such a thing? I always say it's a little, it's, it's a funny feeling when, when the kid gets married, they go out, right? Right, so there you go. So I think from a chat is Mamash what Hashem meant. Okay. 
And therefore, going back to the Lord said before, that's the extension of that's the extension of So now it's Marbid. You understand? You're increasing the happiness. Why? Because how many people are happy now? Two. I'm making other people happy. And by me making other people happy, I become happy. But what happened? You like being happy? I like being happy. The third understanding. Okay. There's another underlying theme in Purim, which we're not doing today. What's the other underlying? Guys, you know this. What's the main difference between the nace of Hanukkah and the nace of Purim? Right. So Hanukkah was open, Nigla, you got to remember, right? Open miracle, right? That the Noah was miracle. And Purim is the nace Nistar, right? You know, God's name is not in the in the in the uh, in the Megillah, you guys remember the two toys? No, you guys forgot to read it. There are two toys, right? There's the Gragor and Purim, and there's the Dreidel and Kanaka. The Dreidel turns, but it turns from the top. The Gragor turns, but it turns from the bottom. So in Kanaka, it's obvious that God runs the world because it runs from the top. In Purim, it's not obvious. From the bottom, you don't see it. So that's the big thing, right? That we don't see it, and Hashem runs the world. It's all about a Got it? If we really believe that, like, so it's practice different. The more physical. Yes, that's different. Correct, correct. That's why. That's why. It's funny. The rabbi said that's why there's no meals on Hanukkah. Except I get much fatter on Hanukkah than I do on, you know, a couple of sesame donuts. I'm done. All right. Yes, correct. If somebody really believes that, guys, if somebody really, 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 really believes that God runs the world, okay. What am I saying? If I don't have something that somebody else has, because God thinks it's not for me. Oh. And not only that, but it's easy for me to be nice to somebody else. Because why would I not be nice to somebody else? Right? Why would I not want to have one? What's bothering me? Jealousy? Jealousy. Jealousy is the root of most evil, right? Jealousy. What is something crazy that we read last week? Sounding down sheets, which is in my head. What's like how, how? Not dangerous, how susceptible jealousy is. So Hashem said in the last week's parsha to Moshe, no, it's in Tzavet. Get the clothing for the Kohanim, put it on Aharon, and also, like you put it on Aharon, put it on Aharon's children. Again, that's totally extra. Avi, right? Put it on Aharon and his children. What do you have to say? Just like you did to Aharon, do it. So we already know, remember, that Moshe and Aaron had an unbelievable relationship. Remember that Aaron wasn't jealous that he was younger, but right? So we know that. So when he did something for Aaron, he was very good for Aaron. Aaron was the older brother, right? 100%. And as a matter of fact, he took over the leadership. So he would love to give something back to right? For him to be the queen. Children. Moshe's children did not take over. Moshe's children did not take his job. And to have to be able to do it for somebody else's children, though it's his brother, might have a twinge of a little bit. Hashem said then, just like you're doing it to Aaron, do it to the children. Why did God have to say that? Even motion might. That's six. That was crazy. Remember that? Jealousy. It's human. It's very, very difficult. 
So how do you combat that? So I don't like this person because they have more. Even though we don't say it because they have more, but we know that's the case, right? We know. Esther Henry spoke at the, sorry, Esther Henry spoke at seminar, and she talked about the theme was relationship. Want to hear something beautiful? Can I tell you something beautiful? I'm 18 today, okay? <laughs> and I'm mostly Oxy, I don't know why I'm Why do I Oxy so the theme was relationships. I asked kids to speak. Quotation on the kids speak. This little girl, Abigail, she came from a school that was not a yeshiva. She told you, yes. Told you. yes. She came from a school that's not a yeshiva. Russian-based. No Hebrew, but brilliant. And she wanted to go to a yeshiva. Esther interviewed her last year, took a chance on this girl. She got tutored in Hebrew, okay. and she's in my class. Of course, the first test, she wrote it all in English, I let it do it. Just to tell you, the final, totally in Hebrew, she got 100. Wow. She's a little quiet. She gets up there and says, she gets up there and says, I know people don't, I came from a non-Yeshiva background, I had to work hard, I had to get tutored. It wasn't easy to learn a new language before Hebrew subjects. Everybody's nodding, beautiful, touch. And then she goes, like you said, she's like, and the theme of the seminar is relationships. And I want you to know, relationships are just like learning a new language. It doesn't happen overnight. You have to work at it. It's expedient. You have to work at it. It takes time. And then you develop. And she sits down. <laughs> what the heck was that? <laughs> like, who are you? Superwoman? You know? Relationships are not easy. And, and Mrs. Hillary said that part of the not only that she spoke differently. And she said sometimes people feel insecure. And the moment you feel insecure, that negativity comes in. Because when one is insecure, the natural tendency is to bash somebody else. And she brought examples. Kanye and Emma. Kanye was the older brother. He was a good guy. He was cool. He was a cool guy. As a matter of fact, you guys remember we learned Kanye. Kanye was the first to do things. He was like, Emma was a little baby brother, you know? And then what happened? He failed a test, right? He did something not perfectly. Emma got more attention than Kanye did over jealous to the point of killing his brother. Correct? Right. I don't know about the most. I'd say some. Can I go from some to most? I mean, from most to some? Okay. But I'm just saying. So that's the point. So the point is that jealousy is a killer. How do you combat jealousy? By knowing that Hashem If you believe in God, I don't know what else to say. I'm not so good at this either, by the way. I'm not. You're a jealous guy? Yeah, I'm jealous of somebody has two legs that they can walk on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really have. Yeah. I walk out of my house, guys, and jog in. Nobody went to it. I know that's what I'm saying. I understand that. Slow down. Yeah. So, but everybody with me, right? To prove that, what's the, to prove that, what's the Lashon of the Mishnah? 
The Mishnah Perkeavot says, Ezeu Ashir, what's the next word? Ah, what word they said? Sameach, here, see, Sikha. Sameach, the Chelko, because it's Chelko. The whole life is in those two words. You will be Sameach if you believe this is your head. Because you don't want somebody else's head. And therefore, in my humble opinion, once Adar is around the corner, the key to Adar is to believe that God runs the world. And therefore, if you really believe that God runs the world fully, then you are in the Sabbath. And to show that, you give Matan al and you give him I'm very happy to make some of this. Why should I not? Okay, so that's the third information. Just turn the page a little bit. I want to show you this thing. I think this twice. The Baal Shem Tov says, Bisimcha is the same letters as Machshava. Mazen Machshava. It's all in your head. It's all in your head. How you think about life, how you think about what's going on, that will get you to that's typical Hasidish uh, Torah. Okay, nice. Okay, then you'll see the rest and happiness brings. Okay, good. Done. Okay, so now we all know what to do tonight, right? Happy thoughts. Happy thoughts. Hate everybody and all be happy. Okay, here we go. It's Vayakel last week, Pekude this week, but they really go together. So I want to use Vayakel with it. First of all, anybody remember the old Mashal? This is a good one. I did. You know, I don't even remember what I said last year. You know, something? Okay. The Parshion is funny. It's Teruma Tetzabeh, having to do with the Mishkan and the clothing. Kitisav, which is the Egel. Vayazapakude, a total review of everything we said in Teruma Tetzabeh. God forgive me, the most boring two Parshion in the entire world. Because not only is it actually boring, it's so stop all the things that created, but he said it again. You know? you know, it's like, is this on the test? You know, yeah, he said it. You better remember? Rav Salvation gives a beautiful mashal. It's a mashal, don't go crazy. So this husband and wife get married, they fall in love, they're very happy to get married. Then they go and they build their house, very nice, and they do this, they do this, the furniture here, the furniture there, the kitchen, very beautiful. One day, what did I do wrong? Oh. One day the husband comes home and he sees his wife with other. Oh my God! What? You know, you're wondering why Rap Salvation would give this much, right? But he does. <laughs> With other. Okay. Throws her out. Friend comes. He goes, No, give her a chance. Come on. So he gives her a chance. It's just not the same. Just not the same. It's just, it's not that feeling that wasn't. Guys, don't get depressed. It's just a mashup. Okay, I, I don't know. <laughs> you guys are like starting to cry. Tzedumat <laughs> Hashem marries the Jewish people. It says, by the way, it was like a chupa in Matan Torah, Parshat Yitzchak. And then they build a little house together. Ooh, a little bit here, a little bit here, a little bit Ah, it's beautiful. Furniture, everybody's happy. God comes down. They're playing around with some bull over there, all right? All right? Some other bull. Who wants to destroy them? Who's the good friend? Moshe. Moshe comes and he says, right? What does God say? I'll give him another chance, right? Salah Kidvah. Says Rav Salah. 
That's the difference. When God says forgiven, it's like it never happened. So we have to repeat everything we said in Trumat Tzabeh again in my account of today because it's just like brand so you have to know who you're telling this to. It's a little rated R, Mashal, but it's a beautiful piece. And I always tell that to Shul when I'm there because, because I, the truth is, people look at it. Why are we saying this again? That's the point. Every word is said again to make them to understand when Hashem says Salah, the person does Tishubah and God forgives, it's forgiven. Got it? Am I right? Ready. So in Vayakel, it says Vayakel Moshe Bolat. What did I tell you? Vayakel, good day, talking about the building of the Mishkan. Good. Vayakel Moshe Bolat, I'm in Israel. And all of a sudden, you would think he's talking about the Mishkan. What's Ben Gimel and Dal talking about? I mean, Ben Gimel. Shabbat. Shabbos. And then Hey goes back to start giving me stuff for the Mishkan. Why is it here? It's not only here. It's not only here, here. It's here four times to tell us the following. Can we look at Pasuk Ben? You're not allowed to do melacha on Shabbat. Does anybody want to tell me what constitutes a melacha? Something creative. Something creative. What if I come up with a good joke? Is that a sur on Shabbat? That's creative. Pretty good. Yeah. Oh, so this is one of the most famous, famous, if not the most famous. That the Torah is learned, we learn God's words in different ways. Sometimes we learn it because it says it in the Torah, and sometimes we learn it for hints that God gives us. One of those hints is called Hekesh. Hekesh. When Hashem puts two things, one pasuk together, why? I'll give you a famous one. Ish imo right? Fear your parents, keep Shabbat. Two concepts, why are they together? Teach us that if parents say to be Michalal Shabbat, so it doesn't say that out. It doesn't say, don't listen to Hekesh. Four times God put the building of the Mishkan next to keeping Shabbat. From there we learn that all the Malachot, the activities that they did in creativity to create the Mishkan are the 39. Got it? Very nice. So it doesn't say the Malachot, right? It doesn't say the Malachot. Can you look at What does it say? Don't light a fire. Is that one of the third Yeah. I thought it doesn't say that. Didn't we just say that the Torah doesn't say the Lachot? And now, in last week's Pasha, which is almost always connected, they took one. They took one and, and said it, right? Come on, baby, light my fire, right there. Somebody got to laugh at that, because when I say it in high school, nobody knows what I told you. <laughs> Who said it? The doors. The doors. Okay. Does everybody understand my question? Yes. Good. Flip the page. So the Gemara has that question. Top of five. For this brief introduction, this difficulty in the verses quoted above becomes immediately apparent. Why does the Torah refer specifically to the provision of lighting of fire? Nice. Gemara has a great answer. It's in the next uh, little paragraph, I'll tell you. Ready? Gemara says it's coming to teach us a very important halakha, a little boring, but let me tell you. The 39 is one big sin or is 39 sins? 39 sins. And the days of the Beth Amikdash, if somebody would do a malachat with Shogeg, it happened to be a korban chatat. Right? So if somebody lit a fire, cooked, carried, did everything, for every one of those malachat, he would have to bring a korban chatat. Got it? So they separated one to say each one is separate. Got it? 
This is not the big fight. Here's the big fight. So, of course, I'm curious because I'm a bug. Why that one? That means they could have picked any random milacha to say. Borer, Mifashel, tons, right? Komser. Nice question. Oh, 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 don't jump. You're there. You're there. You're there. So, everybody, I'm, I'm running because I've got to do that last piece. Why do we make a blessing on fire on Saturday night? Why do we say, Borei, Borei, Ha'esh on Saturday night? Because Hashem gave a, a Adam right. the ability to create fire on Saturday night, which means, watch my thumb. This part you don't know. And that's what you know. Eli, you can join, please. Girls, can Eli stay in my place? Eli. Eli, come in. Eli, tell them how seven hours. How many seven hours did you go? Yes, you did. I took it twice. Okay, here we go. Ready? Yeah. So watch, watch, watch. Fire was not created in the six days. It's created Saturday night. That's why we make for Hubble and Murray. Why? We'll get to the minute. That's the famous one. Now watch this. this I love Gemara's song. Ready? Since fire was not created in the six days, I would have thought it'll never be a malacha. Because why do we keep Shabbat? Hashem created the world in the six days and rested on the seven. But if he created fire during the six days, I would have thought it's not of the malacha. So if you're going to choose one, I'll choose that one because I might have thought not. I'm How much fun is learning? Have I understand? Okay. Now, why? Okay, come on, guys. Why? Why does Hashem not create fire till after Saturday night? Because fire has the tremendous ability to destroy and the tremendous potential to create. Wonderful. When something like that occurs in the world, God says, I can't give it to Adam and Chaba until they mature a little bit. Let them go through a Shabbat, let them get a little holy, a little older, and then I'll give them fire. And therefore, if you give your 10-year-old a phone, you're making a mistake. Done. <laughs> I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. Would you let a 10-year-old drive a car? Why not? Why is there a rule that you have to be 16, 17, 18, 10 years? Because a car is fantastic. A car is terrible. So if you're too young to drive a car, not because you don't know how to put your foot on the wheel, because you're not mature enough. So you're going to use it in a destructive way. I'm, I'm very serious, girls. You don't give matches to a kid. Matches is a beautiful thing. It's fire. Yeah, you can't light anything without a match, but not a 10-year-old. And you're all taking your phones away from your 10-year-old settings? My grandchildren, who are two, know how to use it. I'm serious. They go like this, they go like this, they go like this. They keep calling me because I'm up. I'm Abba. I'm top of the list. I get calls all day <laughs> for my kids, my kids, kids' phones. I don't even pick up any. I don't know who it is. <laughs> uh, so I wrote it on the bottom. Okay. So I did. Okay. I got to get to the slide. All right. I have to show you something beautiful. You know what? I might have to just paraphrase it and do something. But let me tell you. Oh, the chomping. I got to do the chomping. Top of six. Okay. This muscle gives a lot of trouble. No, no I'm not. Same muscle. It says, do not light a fire on Shabbat, right? So, you guys ever heard of this Sadducees and Sadduqim? Yeah, so, the oh, so, the Sadduqim did not believe in Torah Shabbat Pet, right? They only believed in Torah Shabbat, that's anti us. And therefore, they took everything literal. 
it says do not light a fire, but then that you can't have a fire even lit before Shabbat, on Shabbat. You can't keep lights on Shabbat like that. So they would sit in the dark and eat cold food. That is why we specifically eat Hamim on Shabbat. Chont is a mitzvah to eat to show that we don't believe in the Sadducee way of learning. That's where it comes from. Besides the fact that I like it. No, no, it's a mitzvah to eat hot food on Shabbat. Now, in order to eat hot food, you have to have something that's been on the fire overnight. You do know that. Okay. Even though you want to know about quick, about quick. Yeah, anything liquid, that's right. If you have a nice uh, piece of schnitzel, schnitzel, if it's fully cooked, you can take it out of the fridge and put it on the bar. But liquid, you can. Okay. The girls told me today that they eat hamad. Is that full liquid? Yeah. So how do you put it in the oven? I don't understand. Not on Saturday. They said they take it out of the fridge and put it on the fire. <laughs> if it's mostly soft. But they told me hamad was mostly liquid. No. If it's heavy hamad or light hamad. Like Bud Light. What's hamad? To me, it's a girl in Syria who went out with some guy. Okay, here we go. Ready? Now watch. I, 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 okay, let me just tell you what this is based on, and the rest I'll just tell you by heart. We'll get up. So okay, watch, watch. So in the pasuk it says, "By Anashim Al Anashim, When people donate stuff, jewelry, rings, it says the men came with the women. That's what it says. Then this was one. Pasuk says, "Let me do this first one." Every man whose heart is right, he came, and everyone who was generous, Right. So Rashi said, ready? The people saw the new material, and the men came upon the woman. Right? Rashi interprets this to mean that the men came with the woman. The Datsakinim says, no, paraphrase. The Datsakinim says, no, it means they came more willingly. They gave more willingly to the Mishkan than the men. You got that? So listen to me carefully. Let me tell you. For years I've been teaching, in this class too, that Rosh Chodesh is a special holiday for women. I mean, it's that one, Shulchan says. And I always said that, where is this coming from? Why is Rosh Chodesh a special, anybody remember? Because they didn't participate in the Aiyah. That's what the Gemara says. Okay, and I've taught that forever. But I don't tell you things that bother me because I don't have answers. <laughs> so what always bothered me was was that the result unrelated. Unrelated. So I always excused it in my mind by saying they were mitchadesh. They were, you know, they were stronger, right? So just like the moon strengthened, so they're like, okay, very weak. But I took it because I didn't have anything better. <laughs> I just saw this. Ready? So the men part. We're going to bash men right now. If you're ready. The men participated in the ego by doing everything, right? Giving the thing. The women didn't participate. Cause of the ego, Hashem said, we're going to have a mishkan. Did you know that? It's a kapara. Yes. Deeper than kapara. You listen. The original thought of God was, we don't need an object to get close to God. Right? Every person gets close to God, gets inspired by God. But the angel showed God that we're not on that level. We need a medium. We need something there. They pointed to it. They said, that's our leader. That's our thing. So God took it as a little bit of a disappointment. Okay. But you got to work with what you got to work with. Right? So therefore, the Jewish people showed me, says, I said, whatever. 
that they need something. And therefore, of course, the goal of the Mishkan is what? But they need something. Right? I just saw this Midrash. Midrash said that the men were hesitating to give to the Mishkan because it's an admission of being not perfect. Do you understand? Because to some people, the Mishkan was a symbol of you didn't, you didn't get 100, you didn't get 100, you didn't get 95. So they were hesitating. So the women said, no, if God says to do it, you do it. And they got the data. Do you understand? The men messed up in the ego, and the women didn't participate. And now they don't want to do this because they, oh, they messed up. And now the women who didn't participate in the ego are encouraging the men to go further with those concepts. Oh! <laughs> when was the Mishkan put up? Good question. Is that amazing? I mean, it's like ridiculous. It's like men mess up and women clean up. It's like, no, I'm serious. It's a very big deal here. I was very excited to see that. And that's why I thought it You want to see something beautiful? I heard this from Ariel Mitzrayim. Is that right? I got a student here, became a rabbi. I mean, he's a teacher, he's in the city somewhere. He's on Torah anytime. And he said something beautiful. Aaron was talking, but the brother. The boys one. How does the Megillah start? Right? Does anybody know what the Gemara says about the word Vayihi? Effect. Mitzvah. Vayihi is always something distressful. It's going to happen. Check it out. The Gilad root starts with Vayihi. Anything that starts with Vayihi, Vayihi is shalach ta'ah. Right? Any Vayihi is going to be stressful. Something is going to happen that could be bad. Vehaya is good. Is Vayihi.